The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks, go. Vancouver Canucks, one of the best teams in the NHL. And you know what good teams do? They acquire guys at the trade deadline. But is that what the Canucks should do? We're going to tell you what we think next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily Hive, and also your co-host here of Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you from the bottom of our goddamn hearts for tuning into Locked On Canucks because it's your team every day. Day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I was going to let you know quickly that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on today's episode, man, oh man, your Vancouver Canucks, they did it again. 6 3 win, beating one of the best teams in the league. But we want to focus on the future, okay? Yeah, we know the Canucks are great. But, again, good teams. They usually make moves at the trade deadline. But I know at least one of us thinks that the Canucks should make zero moves at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. We're going to tell you why we think that's the case later on in this episode, coming up very quickly here. Also want to touch on the NHL standings. The Vancouver Canucks have a shot at first in the West, first overall the NHL. We want to talk about the probabilities of that and what it might mean for the Canucks' path to the Stanley Cup. And then finally, we're going to end on a little preview talk, but again, not the preview you would expect. So stay tuned for that. Also stay tuned for this. Me introducing my co-host, this sexy guy to the left of me, to the right of me. I don't even know. Kyle Bowen, how you doing, brother? Remember that song, Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake? Great song, man. Great song. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked On Canucks. Another conversation about this elite team. We blessed, we lucky. This team keeps winning, and they continue to win in different ways. I mean, you look at what they've done throughout their, what, 26 wins, and I feel as if they've played already so many cards that work in their favor, which is a sign of an elite team. They can beat you in many ways. Are they a perfect team? No. But again, is there a lot of room, a full second half of the season, to get better for the same team that's already way up there in the standings? You're damn right. Be excited, Vancouver Trevor, man. It's going to happen, man. Playoff hockey is going to happen. Uh, we're going to be eating hot dogs, you know? Eat, like, you know, each other's hot dogs. Like, I'll be making you hot dogs. You'll be making me hot dogs. It'll be a great time. I've always dreamt of eating hot dogs with you and drinking brewskis with you during playoff season. And again, we went through our whole 20s not doing that once. Now, speaking of the playoffs, as Begsy alluded to, today we're going to be talking about the fact, okay? The fact that the Vancouver Canucks could be a team that shouldn't make any trades. And they should keep this roster intact. There's many reasons why. A, because who's available? And look at who this team already has, right? If you look at depth pieces, they're pretty stacked when it comes to their depth pieces. Unless you can get a superstar, I don't think this team should make make a trade. And, And here's the other kicker, too. And let me know what you think about this. This is the first time the Vancouver Canucks are going into a territory like this. And I think before you go all in, you have to give this core an opportunity to experience what is a whole different style of hockey, and that's playoff hockey. 
Right. And I think, uh, I don't know, I feel like we might be disagreeing on this a bit, bro. Now, I'm not saying shake up the core, but I would be surprised if the Canucks don't make some kind of move before the trade deadline just to boost the depth on this team, right? Now, the how sizable the move will be is another question. But even just looking at, you know, the past cup winners, right? I mean, the, the Vegas Golden Knights acquire Ivan Barbashev last season, right? He was fantastic for them in that cup run. Uh, you look at the Colorado Avalanche. They acquired Josh Manson. I think it was Andrew Cogliano with that same deadline, if I'm not mistaken, right? So depth pieces, but also Josh Manson was a top four piece for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Tampa Bay, right? Like they've spent money on guys that are traded for guys like Blake Coleman, Brendan Hagel. Um, guys like that have helped the run. Now there's the flip side, right? Like Tampa's another example, trading like five draft picks for third line tenors, you know, mm-hmm. right? So more often than not, it doesn't work out. So Kyle, to your argument, Maybe that's why the Canucks should make any moves. But I think that you're saying the Canucks should make any moves just because this team, core and secondary pieces, deserve a shot together based on what they've done this season. Is that correct? Yeah, based on that. And I feel as if the Canucks still have to think about that long-term vision, you know? I know it's heading into a direction where this team, based on their superstars, based on where they're in the standings, based on, you know, again, this being the West Coast, the best coast, expectations are high. We may be entering cup or bust territory, right? Again, look at the standings. I get it. I get it. But this team just got here. It just got here. And I think there's a very, there's like this uh, room for observation, you know, a a true examination of this team. And before you think you know what this team needs, I think you got to watch them in the playoffs. Now, again, I brought up the whole fact about the depth pieces too. I just don't see the Canucks having the pieces in their prospect pool or because it's not that deep for them to go after guys like Gensel or a guy like whoever that Josh Manson guy is this year, for real. It's just, it just, that sounds kind of ludicrous to me. And then if you're looking at like the Chris Higgins types, the Maxim LaPerriere types, I know we like to always go back to 2011. I feel, if, I feel as if we already have those guys. Yeah, I, I still would, I still would like to see the Canucks make some pieces to improve the depth. Now, Maybe it's a guy, like one guy I have my eye on to be Matthew Joseph in Ottawa, right? Tampa traded him as a cap casualty. Ottawa took him on, signed him to a four-year deal. Matthew Joseph wasn't very good last season. This season, he's the highest even strength point producer in hockey on a per 60 basis. Matthew Joseph is a guy who, he's pretty much a bottom six forward, but he can play in your top six. He kills penalties. Like to me, if he were to become available, that's a guy I'd be interested in. Is he? Um, What what position does he play? What, What position does he play? He's a left wing, left wing, left wing, right wing flex. Okay, uh, cool. He plays both left wing and right wing for the Senators. Um, and and then on defense, I think you know I don't think there's a lot of right shot guys out there, um, but I think Dante Fabro is still pretty intriguing. Like Dante Fabro is still sixth among Predators defensemen in ice time, right? I still think there's a world where Dante Fabro could become a Vancouver Canuck, and I think he's providing more value than what the Predators are probably giving him credit for right now, playing him. He's basically like basically playing less than everyone except for Luke Shen, right? Like Dante Faber was a third pairing defenseman for the Nashville Predators. So again, not a needle mover, but I think a guy who could provide some depth, right? And that's what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about necessarily trading a first round pick. We brought up 2011 once. It used to be banned on the old show, right? Bring up 2011, but now that the Canucks are good, maybe not mm-hmm. so much. Um, but the Canucks did not trade their first round pick in 2011, right? They they kept it. They drafted Nicholas Jensen that draft. So wow. I'm not saying the Canucks have to trade their, their first round pick. Um, but I think they can move some, you know, third round picks, fourth round picks, mid round picks, um, maybe some B or C level prospects and improve the depth of this team. I think that would probably be some pr- a prudent thing to do. 
you know what? The only player that would be open to replacing openly is Neil Zaman, and that's nothing against him, but there's maybe a lot of options out there better than him for a team that, and this is the other side of the argument, for a team that deserves help. Deserves help, okay? Because of how hard they've been working all season. And then you, you saw them do it with the Z- Zadorov early on, right? And that's the uh, the other thing as well. Like, I feel as if the Canucks have already kind of done it. They kind of made that rental move, and that was Nikita Zadorov. And then I see, and I don't know, maybe I'm Surrey biased right now. Maybe I feel really guilty for, you know, I pretty much shipped this guy already back to Abbotsford, okay? I flew him to Abbotsford, okay? I didn't even drive him there. Get there quick. Noah Juleson, I feel like he got a lot better. And maybe the Canucks do have that depth. Uh, bro, again, in my opinion, the Canucks should only make a trade if it involves a player that they can keep for the long term. Another, like, Philip Pronick type of guy that they bring in at the deadline. Uh, we're, we're looking at some of these comments. Uh, look at this one, okay? Jacob Cozy. What a name, dude. Cozy? Bro, he's talking about regression. I think we need someone to fill that second line. I think he's assuming uh, that P.U. Suter is still the second line center and the lotto line is going to stay put for a very long time. Bro, the more and more I watch Pius Suter, again, perfect hockey player right now. In his own regard. Real talk. Look what he did yesterday as well. Doing his thing. I didn't think I would say this, but man, oh, man, for a guy that has a lot to prove, right, he's on a two-year deal, maybe he wants to put two years together that puts him on the map and gets him paid. Pius Suter, man, you put him with the right guys, he's effective. Is he your ideal second-line center? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, we we have to give Suter some love because we we made the, the episode twenty four reasons why the Vancouver Canucks don't make any trades, <laughs> right? And I think Pia Suter, you know, he arguably deserves a run at second line center mm-hmm. based on how well he's played. I think you and I we we both talked about this before, and every dayers know it. Um, but I don't know if Pia Suter is the answer there in the long term. I'm just gonna chuck out one more name here. Uh, in terms of trade targets, and now I, I I do think that we we might end up doing an episode on second line targets if the lot of line sticks together but i'm gonna throw out one there one name right now who i think would solve your problem in terms of bumping Niels amon off the roster putting pew suitor and teddy bluger down the te- depth chart a bit and it's boone jenner with the columbus blue jackets now boone jenner is mm-hmm. basically a first line center for the columbus blue jackets it's a bad team but could boone jenner be a second line center for the vancouver canucks someone that provides some size some physicality he knows how to score mm-hmm, goals mm-hmm. his cap is under four million like to me, that's a guy. If there was some way to get Boo Jenner out of Columbus, that to me would be your big deadline ad. It's as somebody on the radio said uh, the Canucks need like a Vincent Trocheck type of guy, you know. And I'm not, I don't know if like Boone Jenner is that type of guy, but I, I understand what you're saying. Just more of a uh, surefire top six type of center, someone who's not named P. Suter. And you know, when you bring up Boone Jenner's name, I, I do like how he's a bit hard nosed, you know. And uh, we talk about the playoffs, and I mentioned how I think this team, this core, these group of players who are doing the most. And, and again, a lot of these guys, I, I guess you can't be soft in the world of sports. A lot of these guys are UFAs. I feel as if this team has, and the players have done the most to get that shot in the playoffs. Like these players, like the Lafferty's and and the Joshua's and whatnot. And uh, do we bring in some pieces, thus making those guys not expendable, but healthy scratches? Uh, it just... I feel like as if we're firing on all cylinders, man. Look at this comment from Aaron, okay? Last night, again, Aaron Gray, the mayor of Surrey, he actually built a gym with both of his hands. It's unbelievable. I don't know if you've ever seen his back. Have you seen Aaron Gray's back? Bro, that guy's back is huge. Last night was a statement game, and the team did not disappoint. This should prove to the Eastern media that the Canucks are not just a a flavor of the month. 
but a team to fear. Look, it should prove to us that, yo, maybe the Canucks are good enough right now. Maybe the Canucks are good enough right now. All-star teams stacked. There's not a team in the league. Look at the numbers. Look at the top tier. Uh, look at the top tier players. Look at the st- look at the player statistic- statistical metrics. Okay, we're talking about this team having five, five prominent players, probably top fifty, top forty players in the league right now on one roster. And then you throw in Philip Peronik. This team may be good enough right now. And you look at the depth pieces again. Teddy Bluger, unbelievable play on that Pedersen goal. Guys always doing his thing. Pius Suter, unbelievable play on the Hoaglander play. Is this team already good enough? And you want to mortgage the future again? I'm looking at that OEL cap hit. I'm looking at just being good for a long period of time. I am just scared of this team trading away second-round picks or maybe even going into that territory of giving up on a LeCaramacchi, giving up on a, a, a Willander. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen here. It's this new territory. I didn't know this was going to happen, and I'm kind of hesitant for the Canucks to go all in this way without seeing this core in the playoffs, like the real playoffs. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I completely hear what you're saying, Kyle. Let's leave it up to the uh, the listeners, you know. Uh, again, you can watch this live on YouTube here. Let us know. Like, Do you think the Canucks should be making a move before the deadline, or do you think that they should, you know, kind of hold off? Uh, there we go. We got Tyler saying, I also cannot think of any trades worth making right now. And, you know, fair enough. That might be uh, a sentiment of the fan base. So let us know your thoughts. Maybe we'll read some comments on the other side. If you're not here live, that's okay. That's okay. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can always interact with us on Twitter, somewhere else. Send us mail, man. Send us mail. So send you know? us mail, I'll drop man. an address, right? Send it's us all your, good. Send us your underwear, uh, man. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Groupies, clean, man. Groupies, um, man. More more, uh, more thong talk and uh, Canucks in terms of their standings on the other side. But first, I got to shout out FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's many different ways to bet, like with live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. Now, last I checked on FanDuel, Kyle, I know you always bet on the Packers, blah, blah, blah. The Green Bay Packers are seven-and-a-half-point dogs the Cowboys. Do you think that's fair? I think it's fair because the Packers' defense is not really good. I know what we've done in the last couple of weeks have been impressive, but name those two quarterbacks that we did play. Exactly. We're facing the number one offense in football pretty much. Seven and a half points. I get it. We're the underdogs. We're the seventh seed. It is what it is. It is what it is. But if you're whether you're betting on Green Bay, Dallas, or another NFL team, make sure you go do so on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, okay, we back on Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. We're talking all things trades involving your elite team because apparently the Vancouver Canucks are buyers already. This is a miracle. I cannot believe it. Unbelievable. Okay, let's look at this comment, okay? Angelo, this guy, man, he he loves Dante Fabro. Uh, Would you trade Fabro for for Kuzmanko? I wouldn't. I would because I'm hoping and I'm assuming that Kuzmenko, I'm not going to say he carries a line, but if I'm assuming again that Pew Suter can play second-line center, can play like, not not second-line center, but Teddy Bluger does his thing, and like both those lines are playing 15 minutes a game, 
Kuzmenko allows Peter Suter to, you know, be creative and be efficient and generate scoring chances. So I don't want to see Kuzmenko go just yet. Hoaglander, Hoaglander, versatile. He is underrated. That is the damn truth. You're talking about a guy that you don't want to see going. See, again, if you're talking about other teams who have big-time players available, let's say a Jake Gensel, well, let's not say Jake Gensel, but let's, let's, say, let's say somebody in the Boone Jenner territory, I wonder if other teams are looking at Niels Hoaglander as a guy that they target for trade. Yeah, I would think so. But yeah. if, I was, if I'm the Canucks, I'd be loath to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Like You'd have to offer something ridiculous, right? Um, to answer the other commenter's question again, thanks for commenting. Always uh, here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Would Nashville do Fabo for Kuzmenko? I think they would. And I think the intrigue from Vancouver's standpoint is you'd free up $3 million in cap space to mm-hmm. do something else. So would you trade Kuzmenko for Fabro straight up? Maybe bro. not. But then you get another $3 million to work with. So that, that starts to become kind of intriguing. Oh, my gosh. Shiraz comments, too. The best mustache in the game. The best father. He's a better father than you. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, bro. Look at his mustache. Look at his confidence. You want a confident father, okay? He's a better father than you. He, he's saying that. I don't know if we need to make any trades at this point. Bro, let's commit to this core. Let's commit to this roster of players. And let's, let's evaluate, man. Maybe I'm playing it safe. Again, this is new territory for me. I didn't know this was going to happen. Are the Canucks going to be buyers? Hey, are the Canucks actually presidential? They're proving it, man. They're so resilient. They just walked into New York. Of course, Thatcher Demko had to beat Thatcher Demko yesterday. He was outside of the lotto line, actually, I'd put them at the same the, the same piece of the pie, okay? The, they're both the biggest reasons why we won yesterday's game. Demko was unbelievable. I think he made at least 11 crazy saves. And some people can look at that and be like, look, PDO, look, you guys didn't deserve to win that game. Yo, we got Thatcher Demko for a reason. He's supposed to do that. He's one of our guys. It's part of our recipe to success. And that's why, again, the Vancouver Canucks are elite. Yeah, and it was a huge game from Demko considering, you know, he's kind of been sneaky average the past month or so, right? You know, the guy was clear-cut Vesna front runner, And I don't want to say he's been bad, but his game's tailed off a bit, right? The Devils game wasn't great, um, but he really bounced back against the Rangers last night. And, you know, when we talk about uh, the presidential Canucks, you know, one of the teams that they're battling with, in fact, I'll bring it up right now, the top 10 in the league if you're on YouTube. The Winnipeg Jets are the one team in front of the Vancouver Canucks right now, uh, both in terms of actual points and points percentage. Now, I think the number one reason why they're there is they have Connor Hellebuck, right? Who I think Connor Hellebuck uh, right now would be the front runner for the Vesna ahead of Demko. Mm-hmm. I think Demko's probably second if the Vesna were being handed out today. Now, again, when we talk about um, you know, winning the West potentially, can the Canucks finish ahead of the Winnipeg Jets? I think so. I think they could do it. And I think there's a huge benefit this season in particular to finishing first overall in the West because – you look at the Central Division, and there's three teams, right? There's Winnipeg, there's Dallas, there's Colorado. Those are all going to be accounted for. And then you have, obviously, in the Pacific, you have four teams. You have Edmonton, Vancouver, LA, and Vegas. If you finish first overall in the West, you are going to get, theoretically, a cupcake matchup, right? It's going to be Seattle or Nashville or Arizona or Minnesota. It'll be mm-hmm. one of those teams right now. Always with an eight seed, they're usually playing well towards the end of the season. There's some mojo on their side. But if you're the Canucks, you finish first overall, or whatever team finishes first overall, I certainly hope it's the Canucks. I think it could be the Canucks. You're going to get a huge advantage in round one because I think any other place in the Western Conference standings, aside from first overall, you're going to have a pretty tough matchup. 
And that's okay, though, man. I ain't scared of anything, bro. Trevor, you call me soft? You call me soft? I ain't scared of anything. Bring on the Oilers round one. Hey, bring, out, bring on the Kings round one. Thatcher Demko, Quinn Hughes, the Lotto line, all of those guys. Again, I said it yesterday. We haven't seen the best from Pedersen yet. Did I say that, Trevor? Did I say that? And look what happened. I ain't scared of anything, bro. Bring on anyone, bro. Bring on anyone. You know why I ain't scared, too? Because we got Surrey in the lineup, too. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Lefty. I'm dis- disappointed that Noah Juleson is not in the lineup tonight, from what I've heard. Juleson has been way better defensively than Nikita Zadorov. Maybe the key to us winning a Stanley Cup is bringing Surrey into the fold. Anyways, Trevor, are you... Uh, okay, let's let's talk about this. You've been watching sports forever. I know we... I don't want to say we like to play the safe route, but again, finishing first place, you get Seattle, you get somebody else other than the Oilers, other than the Kings, is a quote-unquote huge advantage. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to go through them anyways. And I know that tougher series early on could bring you wear and tear and allow you not to, you know, have an easier ride. But for a team that hasn't been in the playoffs, I think getting tested early and passing that test, like if the Canucks beat the Oilers in round one, if the Canucks beat the Kings in round one, that gives them the swagger to go all the way. Yeah, I mean, I could see there being a benefit to that. I think from an excitement point of view, that would be more exciting. But there's also the flip side, right? Like, this is a Canucks team that hasn't been in the playoffs in four years. If they make it to the playoffs, you'd think that having an easier matchup per se would give them a better path, right? Well, they don't well. have as much wear and tear, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I'd love to see Canucks and Oilers. I've said that before every Ooh, day. There's bring no it one. on, bro. I, I'd love to see Canucks and Avs at some point. Maybe that's a Western Conference final matchup. Who knows? Like, those are the marquee matchups I want to see. But if the Canucks can finish first overall and get, you know, it's almost like a practice round, right? Like, not to say Whoa. anything can happen in the playoffs, right? Anything You're can practice. Cocky, I practice man. Round, the right word. Anything can happen. Ooh. That might get clipped, man. No, that's okay. Uh, but, um, but, but yeah, something like, again, they've dominated Nashville this season. You know, they've obviously the loss of St. Louis. St. Louis is kind of in that mix, too. But that eighth place team in the West, like, I just, no one scares me. Yeah. No one scares me. I think the Canucks can beat anybody. But especially if they finish first, um, I think it might be a nice introduction for them to get back to the playoffs. And think about this too, Not right? as exciting, but good for, better for the team. Think about this. You play Seattle. It's going to be a tough series. Don't get me wrong. Either team can win, right? Because it's the playoffs. But if you play Seattle and you get past Seattle, think about the lack of travel that was produced in the first round and how much of an advantage that is for a team that travels the most. And that yeah. is your Vancouver Canucks. Again, on that note, the Vancouver, every team has a tough schedule. They really do. But I'm not going to lie. The Canucks schedule is pretty obscure this season. We've already played so many back-to-backs. It's unreal. How many back-to-back games have the Oilers played this season already? I think one. I think we played we play like six or seven after today. We've had a tough time. and We're at the top of the standings. Shout out to the Vancouver Canucks, man. Doing the most. Providing the heat. Providing the spirit. Providing the swagger. And more importantly, providing the hope that... It could happen this season. That is why we're having this conversation. That is why we have the title, right? 24 reasons why the Vancouver Canucks don't make any trades because we're in that conversation that I didn't think that was possible. It's it's nuts, man. Yeah, it's 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 wild, man, and I'm so damn glad. I'm so happy we're here, right? It's like been Crazy. almost a year since we, t- we took over I love you, Trevor. And- I love you, Trevor. I love you, man. I love you too, and I love our fans that send us, you know, used thongs in the mail, even though even though they're man thongs. Not used thongs. Come it's on, all man. good, man. Just we love boxers, you. man. Like used boxers, whatever, man. We're, it's a new era of hockey podcast, and I'm open to see how the 
groupies. Like, I don't want to call our fans groupies. Actually, you know what? Shout out to the groupies, whoa, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, man? One yeah, love, man. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that on the other side. Okay. Maybe I'll tell the story about, uh, you know, how a girl gave me a man thong once. Whoa. Uh, but that's for the final segment on the show. Well, we're also going to give you a preview that you might not expect, okay? Although we might have talked about it already a little bit. I'll find out the rest on the other side. But first, I got to shout out Game Time. Have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? You know me. I'm a big last minute deals guy. Last minute deals begsy. And I found the best place for killer deals at the last minute is Game Time. You know, Game Time. They got my back. I get these emails from Nicole at Game Time. She's still emailing me, man. She's obsessed. And she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Not only are those weekly emails a tease, but Game Time also offers me flash deals on last-minute tickets. It doesn't end there. You can get uh, last-minute uh, tickets. You can get also a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. Holy Game Time. They got it all, baby. Now I have no choice but to get off my hairy rear end and go check out a local event on a Friday night. That one's for Elsie who said I didn't manscape. And you know what, Elston? You're goddamn right. Whoa. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We are back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is my best friend, Trevor Beggs. And I'm not judging, bro. You're one of my best friends. If you got to wear a man thong, do what, do what you got to do, okay? I'm not here to judge, okay? That being said, you, you said your friend got you one. I'm assuming you wore it. I don't even know how those things work. What's going on? Yeah, I, I, I never wore it. it. It was from a lady friend back in the day, back when I was single. And I thought, I think she thought I was going to wear it. And I'm like, no, no, no. We, this ain't, this ain't serious, man. This ain't serious. Maybe we get serious, I'll put it on for you. But uh, no, I, I never did don, don the man thong. Uh, wow. But it was uh, one of the more obscure and memorable gifts I've ever gotten. That's for sure. Look at this. Okay, Shiraz, sending us $5, man. I'm a groupie, baby. You guys are awesome. Dude, Trevor, take off your pants and show us the thong, dude. You deserve five. No, I'm just joking. Sit down, bro. Sit down, okay? Sit down. Kyle Bowen again. Trevor, Trevor Beggs. Locked on Canucks. Thank you to Shiraz. Doing your thing. Uh, look at Callum. Callum Dollywall saying this. Rocked on Canucks. That's oh, something else. There we go. And look at this. This guy's a Segway master, okay? Junior. I don't know why you didn't call your son Junior, okay? Either team in Alberta can get it in the first round. You're damn right. Let's not talk about the Calgary Flames, though. Uh, let's talk about those Oilers. Because, again, a 50% chance that it's going to happen. And uh, a couple months ago, we said it was a 100% chance that the Canucks ruined the Edmonton Oilers. Now... I think even on that same episode, we did touch on the fact for like five seconds, and we both said that we, we still think the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. I remember saying yeah. that because I got a lot of respect for McDavid. Uh, this being said, when April rolls around, I hope that JT Miller ruins his career in Edmonton, a.k.a. the Vancouver Canucks beat the Edmonton Oilers in five games or in four games, and we are the reason. Our city, our people, our team is the reason why the, uh, why the Edmonton Oilers Crumble, a.k.a. Connor McDavid, asked for a trade. That would be something else. Honestly, like, we, we talk we talk our, our smack about, like, that series being a four or five games. I do think that's a series where it's probably a seven-gamer. And I, I would, Whoa, that would be stressful. But, yet. man, oh, man, it's been a long time since we had a game seven 
in Vancouver, in Rogers Arena. In fact, it didn't go so well the last time. Well, let's not touch on that. But I think the Oilers, again, like the Canucks, we talked about the Canucks ending their season. They got a bit tongue-in-cheek. We didn't say the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. Um, but man, oh man, I just think that'd be such a fun series. Let's get the rivalry going between Edmonton and wow. Vancouver. It's honestly never really existed. I mean, I think you and I maybe grew up hating the Oilers, but it was more not of really. like... Not really. Not bullying. I, yeah, I, bullying. I did, but it was more from like, yeah, like the Sedins just bullied the Oilers, dummied the Oilers. Dude, The come teams on. have not really been good together at all throughout their history, right? Oilers dominate through the 80s. They go soft in the 90s when the Canucks are going hard. And then um, and then Oilers had a bit of a run, and the Canucks were pretty good through the 2000s when the Oilers weren't so good. Like maybe Dude, Trevor, a mid I'm going to cut you off, okay? When we were growing up, the Oilers' best player was Ryan Smith. You know how sad that is? You know how sad that is, bro? That's just the truth. The Oilers sucked. And we're going to be the reason why, why the Oilers suck again. I, I feel it. I see it. Because, again, JT Miller in the playoffs, I see him taking on Connor McDavid, just pissing him off. Thatcher Demko standing on his head, and this allows Elias Pettersson to really put himself on the map. And uh, maybe we'll end on this note, okay? We'll get to some comments right before we end the show off. But look at this, okay? The Canucks don't sign Pettersson. They don't sign him. It's April. We eliminate the Oilers, and the best player in that series is not McDavid. It's not Drysaddle. It's Elias Patterson, and that number goes way, way, way up. And I can see that happening, A, because I hope it happens, and B, because Elias Patterson is a baller. He's a gangster. He's an outlier. The Canucks have never had a player like this, okay? So he's going to show up no matter what, and man, oh, man, I cannot wait to ruin the Oilers. Okay, look at Aaron. If the Canucks win the Cup, you have to wear a thong on the pod live. That is unreal, man. I don't know, yo. To wow. be honest, I'm not judging, but I don't really want to see that, okay? Make Edmonton hate us. I would do it us. if I still have it, but I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Make Edmonton hate us. Shout out to that, man, for real. And then we have Stefan Johansson. I think this dude's from Sweden, man. Shout out to Sweden. There is a new mm-hmm. storm on its way to the Canucks. Jonathan LeCaramacki, he was the best player in the Swedish Junior World Championship team. The future is so bright. You got to wear hey. the shades. You know what? The future is bright, and the present is bright too, man. The Canucks are for real. Don't let the PDO nerds and the regression nerds get in the way. Enjoy the moment and appreciate the resiliency of the Vancouver Canucks, okay? We talk about it on a game-to-game basis. How about yesterday? The Rangers score early. What do the Canucks do? They score right back. And who does it? JT Miller, the lotto line. This team is for real. I know the trauma sometimes settles in when we lose a game, but I trust Everything Vancouver Canucks right now, okay? The players and who's in that organization. I'll end it on this note. Remember, the Vancouver Canucks have, have never, in their 50-plus years, have never had this many Stanley Cups within their organization, okay? Think about it. Rutherford, Alvin, Tockett. They've never had that. Do the math. It's unreal how it took this long for the best coast, the west coast of Canada, to implement that type of pedigree into their hockey team, and we have it. So that's why things are different. Anyways, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs, subscribe, hit the like button. And uh, Begsy, do us all a favor and sign us out. Yeah, before I uh, before we say goodbye, I do say that we used to do a little pregame prophecy on Canucks game day. Well, you know what, Canucks and Isles play tonight. I do like the Canucks even on the second end of back-to-backs because they are on fire right now. Uh, but never mind that. I think my prophecy has to do with Canucks and Oilers. I see Canucks and Oilers going to seven games. I see it going to game seven overtime, and I see Elias Pettersson scoring the winner. Now in the offseason, he signs for 
$12.51 million a Whoa. season just because he wants to make just a tad more than Connor McDavid, baby. Let's go. Ooh. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, first-time listeners, new subscribers, and those of you who join us here on the live show. We love each and every one of you and your dogs, too. Shout out to Shiraz, man. That, that's uh, That was some love there yeah. uh, from Shiraz. He wanted to see your um, ass, though. He, he wanted to see your ass, though. That's, that's why he sent it. That's definitely my least attractive <laughs> quality, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll make sure we recap Canucks and Islanders, especially if anything big happens like last night. Um, talk a little pens, uh, Buffalo Columbus, the game's coming up on this road trip. Talk about some second line center targets and everything else regarding your Vancouver Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bauer, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.